What's up, industrial marketer? From Gorilla76, the industrial marketing agency, this is the Manufacturing Marketer Podcast, a show dedicated to all the small marketing teams working at companies that make stuff. I'm your host, Brendan, and we all know not every marketing campaign is going to shoot you to the moon right out of the gate. Joining me on today's show is the doctor of data himself, Gorilla76's own, Patrick Cronin. Patrick, what's up, brother? Love the new nickname that you <laughs> as of I think I give you a new nickname every time you come on the show. The Doctor of Data. Uh, so Patrick, thanks for joining me today. I want to talk with you about kind of like your philosophy on how to diagnose campaigns. And you kind of talked about like the zooming in and zooming out of the campaigns to to really see what's going on if your campaigns aren't producing the types of results that you want to get. So um, do you want to just like give us like a, a quick overview on what you mean by zooming in and zooming out? Yeah. So like whenever you're, you launch a campaign, like we've mentioned on a lot of our different content pieces or like shows we have, we talk about, you know, kind of letting it breathe for a bit, but when, then once you do, you dive in and see like, okay, we're getting X amount of leads or like this metrics here and such. And especially if you're like just now starting a new strategy, a new product, a new service, a lot of the times it's not going to be perfect right off the bat. If anything, I'd prefer it not to be perfect so you can actually learn something. But the term of zooming in and zooming out, you know, if you want to go from the start of a marketing campaign to the end, if you really stretch as much as you can, it starts when, you know, our team puts together the content strategy, who we're targeting and what we're going to be like putting out there. And then it ends with hopefully getting a lead that generates pipeline. When I say zooming out, it's kind of like, let's say a client isn't getting conversions or inbound leads. Zooming out would be moving further out, whether that be backwards in the customer journey, like was there a mistake all the way in the audience creation or optimization, or is it just one step before that in the customer journey? Zooming in can just be looking at some things more specifically, well, which we can get into later, but that can be like devices breakdowns like one specific part of that campaign might be dragging down the overall performance whether it be click-through rate reach impressions leads etc yeah so in my head when you say all that zooming out kind of talks to is there a larger marketing problem that is outside of the campaigns and then zooming in is yeah we we think we have this this larger marketing piece you know our messaging and our positioning in a good spot and then zooming in is the technical details of executing campaigns within the platform. Is that kind of like where you kind of see those two breakdowns? Yeah, exactly. Like okay. looking at it from a macro and a micro level. On a micro level, it might be just one area dragging you down or just looking at it from like one term I use often, the solution to your problem on an ad campaign is not where you actually see the problem. You might see you're not getting conversions, but the problem lies in your ads on the platform in the like the briefs for the campaign or even just like on the website before they convert so from your, your role here at gorilla is performance marketing um what are some challenges that you see from your perspective within the manufacturing sector on the performance marketing side you know if we're talking about like the zooming out like what, what do you think those unique challenges are I would say the lower amount of volume, you know, if you're yeah. doing like an e-commerce thing, like I've done in the past where you're getting, you know, let's say 500 purchases a month, that's 500 different instances where you can analyze the entire customer journey, where they came from, how long they stayed on the site, what drove them there, who it was, et cetera. 
in manufacturing, you know, some of our clients, if it, if they get five to 10 inbound leads total that month, it's awesome. Like right. champagne bottles. So you have to get a lot more specific in trying to find out what metrics drive that and definitely look at every single aspect of the campaign from its creation to properly being uploaded, performing well on platform, performing well on the website and Google Analytics. Whereas in e-commerce, you know, you can go super in depth and that'll help. But sometimes it's as simple as ad A is generating 400 of our purchases. So let's turn ad B off. And B to B, I've yet to really see a client that it's that simple with. Yeah. Yeah. Volume piece is challenging. It's just like every at bat has to count, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like the B2B is like you're in the playoffs. You only have, you know, seven games, not the regular season baseball where you have 500 regular season games on your TV. <laughs> okay. So what are some of the, what do you think are common issues that happen outside of specific campaigns that can lead to poor marketing performance within the campaigns? Well, one thing we've talked about a lot lately, uh, just within Gorilla, is like the landing page, whether you are making them specifically for your campaigns or it's something native on your site that just corresponds really well. Um, I like, I think I talked about this in an IML recently is like the landing pages is, is it, it's part of your ad. Like it's not a separate piece of it. And I think people kind of ignore it. So they don't look at what happens when someone clicks on your ad and then reads a long piece of content and then submits a lead form. So just like I said, you have to look at the customer journey much more specifically from upputting the ad to impression to click what they do on the site into multiple touch points, then converting. Um, so if you're ignoring any part of that, you you might potentially miss where it's breaking down. For example, like we had a client recently where we weren't getting inbound leads on some of their campaigns. And we realized like all of their in-platform metrics look good, which means the audience likes the content we're making. They're engaging with it. They're clicking through it. But then when they get to the site, they were only, you know, scrolling like halfway down the page in the yeah. form at the bottom of the page. So that's kind of a sense of, you know, we're at the end of the journey. The conversions aren't working. You have to zoom out and try and see where the breakdown is from impression to click to conversion. We found out it was like two thirds, three quarters of the way there. Yeah. And I, so that's like from your perspective on the performance side, from a strategic sense, I think a mistake that happens outside of campaigns that negatively impacts what happens in campaigns is just trying to be too broad and generic, I think, in positioning and messaging, right? Without like, I think a lot of companies are like, oh, I don't want to niche down and really speak to the solution I provide because I'm cutting out this large swath of the potential audience. But then you risk being, yeah, like generic, right? And like, we have high quality. And then, well, shoot, everyone says that that doesn't actually help solve anybody's real problems. And it's not convincing enough for you to create a good enough ad to get somebody to interact with you in campaigns. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you can narrow yourself down and really speak to this specific customer problem point, this very specific solution that you have to that problem, and then a real result that can come from that solution, you have a much stronger ad, which leads to better campaign performance down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always best to like have the mindset of even if you think you found one thing that is like, this is what's causing our problem. 
if you go to the doctor's office and say, I have lower back pain, your doctor is not just going to look at your lower back. He's also going to look at like your legs, your core, like your neck, like everything. That's the way you should approach digital advertising is like, okay, if the landing page sucks, like let's also take a look at what images are doing well. Is the audience for sure good? Like you mentioned, like don't be too macro in your solution. It might just need, like if you take your car to like a body shop, they'll probably tell you need to change everything. Yeah. You might just need like a one like new little part. Like your audience might be fine. You just need to exclude everyone under 30. For example, yeah. Facebook's super young. So it's going to skew that way. But for the most people, people making your decisions in your space are 30 and up. So just exclude right. that. And then the audience and the interest you're targeting on LinkedIn or Facebook are actually just fine. Mm-hmm. Some people might just look at it macro, be like, oh, audience isn't working, and then change all of the job titles and stuff. But that's not what they needed to do in the first place. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think another thing to consider here too is what factors are happening in the market outside of your company, even, right? Like we are in a highly volatile environment where things change frequently, right? Like we have new government regulations that come in. Uh, we have new technologies that are entering like for almost every single day uh, into you know each of our markets. And you know, the economy is always on the ups and downs. And so you know, if you see like a big drop off one month, you might want to take a step back and look and see like, are there outside market influences that are leading to this performance or the flip side, right? Like if you have like a month that it just goes bananas, um, don't just be like, oh yeah, I'll just cash in. Like, well, maybe we need to step back and see what caused this, right? And so let's look at some year over year data. Do we have any seasonality in here? Uh, are there any big, you know, news from like, you know, government, economic, technological that have influenced uh, buyers in your market to go away from or go towards your solution. Um, you know, it's it's like this complicated web of things that can impact each other. And I think you have to understand that as a marketer, like where you fit into this operating environment um, before you can start making like huge lever changes, right? Like, do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say that's a perfect example. Like your job as an, a marketer, especially as an analyst is don't get too high, don't get too low, like always ask why. And what you just mentioned is like a shining example. Like we had a client that like went absolutely crazy for like a month and a half, like some of the best paid search results I've ever seen. And then they slowed down. So now it's kind of just like average. And one thing I like to do when I see something like that is also look at not just the leads we're bringing them, but also their overall leads. So it's like, okay, they not only did their organic and referral, or not only did their paid search leads kind of slow down, but so did their organic inbound business leads. So that just tells me as an analyst, like, okay, that's just the trend in their space right now. Should we still try and boost performance by like getting more specific zooming in per se? Yes, but also don't like, you know, set our hair on fire and be like, oh my God, we ruined everything after marketing was going great. Like your business is going to have swings, right? Yeah. And I think, Patrick, that's what it gets important to look at your data in different time segments, right? Like if you look at your marketing performance day over day, like it is going to be high valley or, you know, high peaks and low, low valleys. And then if you look at it year over year, it's going to be like, there's a really slow plotting thing, right? So I think it's important for us to look at, you know, year over year, quarter over quarter, month over month, day over day. And consider all those time frames when we're making decisions with our marketing. Uh, it's really easy to, yeah, like just bounce from thing to thing to thing when you're looking at your day to day or you know minute by minute uh, performance. Maybe don't do that. Maybe slow down a little bit and have a little bit longer of a time view on how your marketing is operating. 
Yeah, I it, when I was in like the direct to consumer space, especially, and this just this probably applies somewhat to B two B two in terms of swings. But like, I'd have a lot of direct to consumer like retailers and stuff, and they'd come to me and be like, "Yeah, our January and February were so slow," and I'd be like, "Well, yeah, like it just stopped being holiday season. Everyone yeah. spent the money, and you yeah. had like you're like you're still beating your January and February from last year, but to expect your if you're like a for example, like a boutique shop in town and you think your January is going to be anywhere near your December was <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, any other comments you want to make on, on the zooming out piece here? Uh, no, I think the example you brought up is perfect. Like, don't just zoom out on your advertising campaigns and look at, you know, from the start of the customer journey or campaign creation and results also look at your overall business because if your overall business is taking a natural downswing your advertising sometimes can kind of prevent that from being super low but it also doesn't mean like it's going to prevent that like ice cream sales go down in winter there's no changing that yep yeah and i think the you know we always kind of go back to basing everything that we're doing in marketing back on insights that we receive from our campaigns and from, you know, direct conversations with our customers. And if you're starting to see a dip on things and it's, and it's kind of continually happening, you know, take a step back and go back and talk to some customers and then look like relook at this data and really try to figure out like, what is the market trying to tell you right now about where your messaging and your positioning and your targeting's at? Um, you know, you probably have some sort of misalignment with those three things. And we need to reevaluate uh, to get us back to a place where we're going to perform well again. So yeah, just go back and, and just have conversation. Like, just try to have ongoing conversations with your customers to just understand how you are fitting into this marketplace and how how their needs are changing. You know, as we talk about, like as the environment changes, like their needs are going to change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think let's let's jump into to zooming in now. Okay, so like we kind of took a step back, we looked at the macro. Let's go down into this micro area. So. When you're looking at a specific campaign and you notice a problem, you want to diagnose it, where do you usually start? So if I'm seeing like, let's say a low engagement rate uh, for paid social on NGA4, like, cause we know in, in B2B, like what they do once they land on the site is extremely important, probably more so than direct to consumer, mm -hmm. just based on how long the customer journey is. I'll typically split the data up and to see if there's a specific area that's dragging it down because it's likely not every single like subs or sub area of that performance is equally bad it's likely a couple specific areas that are causing that for example i mentioned like one age demographic in your audience or for example paid social it could be mobile isn't doing very well. One thing I see a lot on paid search is, um, especially in B2B specifically, is a lot of conversions and higher conversion rate and much better cost per conversion on desktop. But mm -hmm. a lot of the spend is going to mobile. So mm -hmm. if you're like, okay, I don't like my overall paid search results, don't like reinvent the wheel, change all your yeah. keywords, change your ads, everything. You might just want to bid more on desktop because that's where your money's working more sure. efficiently. Obviously, clicks on mobile are going to be pretty cheap, and there's always going to be more inventory there, um, which helps volume and can build retargeting audiences for, for paid social. But might just be as simple as looking at a specific device type, a specific demographic, 
days of the week. Um, I don't know about you, but if someone hits me with a product that a data analyst can use, I'm much more likely to convert for you on a Tuesday morning than I am a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so think about that stuff when you're looking into your ads, um, because sometimes you just have to kind of not format, but curate your ads to like how humans are going to respond. It doesn't matter if you're a direct to consumer or B2B, like you're in different mindsets throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting comment. Cause it, there is the other thing too, is like you and me are both marketers 24 seven, mm-hmm. but our, I think, yeah, our mindsets are in a different spot. You know, it's Saturday afternoon. I might have a couple of Nick Ultras in me. Right. <laughs> Be on the golf course calling someone right. about some advertising tech. That's right. So yeah, things things to consider there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So what are like the most common red flags that you see in campaigns that suggest that there might be a problem? I would say I get I constantly monitor like keyword performance and like search terms. And once we launch a new paid search campaign, that's when I'll typically look at like the devices when the ads are running and such. I get concerned when it seems like the client's organic. This is an example of like red flag and I'll be like, hey, Brennan, something's up is like, let's say a client of ours is getting a lot of organic leads and from email, whatever other sources they may be. So all of their other sources are generating leads and pipeline, but their marketing isn't. So their business is turning up, but their ads are turning down. That to me tells me it's not a natural downswing and there's something actually wrong with the ads. So that's when we kind of do the zoom out, zoom in, what's causing the issue. Um, For example, paid search, like we have some clients that are optimized for conversions, some that are optimized for clicks. So if you optimize for clicks, a lot of your spend and impressions are going to be on mobile, for example. Or if it's just going for clicks, um, a lot of the inventory, like I said, is on mobile. So the keywords that have a high volume are going to get a lot of the clicks. But sometimes those aren't the keywords driving conversions. Like there's been, this is like just an example of zooming in. There's been multiple times when I've seeing a keyword that's generating absurd metrics, click, click the rate, et cetera, but then has horrible engagement metrics in GA4 and no conversions. And it's spending like half of the budget for a certain time period. So I'm like, we need to just ax this. And sometimes I'll just do it on my own and be like, Hey, I did this without yeah. asking. I know we don't want to spend $700 on a keyword and not get a single lead from it. Um, so I, to see if it's just, a, one of the first things I'll do is see if, it's a natural downswing. Make sure everything's uploaded right and everything. Just you know, make sure it wasn't a human error. And then once I noticed that, then I kind of zoom back in and be like, okay, is one specific thing dragging us down? Such mm-hmm. as is it mobile performance? Is it when the ads are running? Is it few keywords? Is it a certain demographic, etc.? Yeah. Um, and then, like you see me sometimes when you like alert, like there's a red flag. I basically get all the information to throw everything but the kitchen sink out just to see here's all of the potential um, leaks we have right. to be able to term it. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, recent one they had was where um, we had a campaign that had a pretty small audience. You know, I think it was on LinkedIn and it was, what was it, like 12,000 people. And we had a super, or maybe it was a little bit bigger than that, but it was a really high CPM, like triple digits you know, up in like the one seventies. And I was like, Ooh, that's a little high for a CPM for us. Um, and so you know, I, I raised a red flag on that one. And, you know, the remedy we made was maybe we just need to spend a little less on our daily budget and that rectified it. So that was a really recent one that we had. So, um, 
I, I don't really want to go out and say like here, like, you know, you want to click through rate of this percent and a CPM of this, but I would look at like, you know, over the course of your campaigns, if you have been running them, you know, kind of try to benchmark where you like you typically are at with these things. And then if you have a month or a week or a day where it just like it spikes, it's like, ooh, that looks like that or, or it dips really far. That would be a red flag to me, right? If it if something is outside of your norm, either good or bad, I w- would want to take a look at that, look at it and see what is happening uh, in the in the campaign data to make that thing happen. And if you can rectify it, rectify it. And if not, try to mitigate it, right? Yeah, definitely don't set like the benchmarks of what you want to see metric wise and platform based on like how you feel or like emotions. Let the ads run a bit um, and see the results. And then if you have a month where, for example, you get a good amount of inbound leads from that advertising channel, kind of benchmark around what range of cost per click, click the rate, engagement rating, Google Analytics am I seeing? And then when it starts to like, you see leads start to slow down, you can kind of see like, all right, my engagement rate dropped 20% or my cost per click is up 50 cents since I made that audience change. Maybe I need to go back and change it. Um, That ties into what you mentioned earlier, like looking at different time periods. Like I said, in my GA4 IML and some content pieces we wrote, like the compare date range feature is an advertiser's best friend whenever trying to diagnose stuff that's wrong. Yeah. Patrick, how do you approach A-B testing or other forms of experimentation in your campaigns to kind of like get some of these these learnings and, and build some of these benchmarks? In terms of what level the metrics should be at or just like what are we trying to learn from it basically? Yeah, probably from, maybe both. Yeah. So whenever we're trying to benchmark it, I typically look at the overall campaign. Um, so if we have like a cost per click, say a little over a dollar on Facebook solid but then you actually look at the ads and see like for example zooming in some of the ads have a cost per click of three dollars some of them have a cost per click of like 50 cents so i'll kind of that when that happens obviously you turn some underperformers off but then like i mentioned earlier don't get high don't get too low if you see ads that have a cost per click under 50 cents which is really great if you haven't run facebook ads before so don't just be like oh great we can run these ads to like end of time. Look at the ads that are causing that mm-hmm. and ask yourself why, like put right. yourself, one of the best things a marketer, even an analyst, like even though you're not writing the content is put yourself in the audience member or your client's potential customer shoes. Like if I was in that person's share, what part of this ad probably resonated with me most? Was it the statistics we presented them? Was it the pain point? Um, do all of the ads that have a really good cost per click, what is their imagery? What do they talk about in the copy? And then you can kind of build off of that. Um, essentially if like the next set of ads you run, just continue to build off of it and you can get more specific, like, okay, they cared about when I talked about this thing that's going on in their industry, but how do they like being spoken to about that more? So you can continue to test and learn and learn. Cool. Um, how do you balance the immediate need to fix a failing campaign with the longer term learnings that can come from letting it run its course for a little bit? So my rule of thumb is let a campaign run for about three to four weeks, especially yeah. when paid social. Um, Facebook is a little bit shorter, like two to three weeks because the volume is so high. If you're doing a cold campaign, retargeting mm-hmm. is small. But on Facebook, the volume is so high. If you let your ad campaign run three weeks, like your reach is going to be tens of thousands. You're going to have like thousands of clicks potentially. So 
If it's something really bad, for example, we noticed that client CPM is super high. We didn't wait too long, but if it's just like, uh, I wish their cost per click um, would be lower at this point in the game, give it like three weeks, three, four weeks before doing anything, because then you're going to give yourself more data on what isn't working. Like I would rather if let's say we have a cost per click of $2 on a campaign, we want it to be a little bit lower. I'd rather have it have you know, five ads that are at 50 cents cost per click and then five ads that are at like $5 cost per click, then all of them at $2 because then I can go to you and be like, this is what worked. This is what didn't. So we, even though it's the same result cost per click wise, and that's just a basic metric. Most people know what that means, but we want still one more because we learned about what didn't work and we can get better from that and expect an improvement in the next round. If you're not learning round over round what's working in your ads, it's going to be tough for you to kind of improve on performance over time. For sure. Patrick, that's all the questions I had for you. Um, anything else you want to say on the zooming in piece of this? Um, no, just look at literally everything um we talk about zooming out and in but as a marketer my recommendation would be to do both not like at the same time but like whenever something is wrong go, go cross-eyed yeah <laughs> whenever something's wrong look at everything from a macro level and then look at everything from a micro level because that's the best chance you're going to get at diagnosing something and even if you found one potential problem there might be another one elsewhere that you still need to go find anyway yep. um so basically treat your ad campaigns like you're going to your annual doctor's checkup that I haven't done in like six years. You need to get on that. You're getting a little older, Pat. It's <laughs> important. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining me today, Patrick. This was a good conversation. Um, and audience, we talk about this all the time, but join us on Industrial Marketing Live. Patrick was just recently on there talking about GA4. Uh, it, was a, it was a killer episode. Um, you can find that in the podcast feed, but why don't you join us in person and get your questions asked and hang out with the community. So register for industrial marketing live at industrialmarketinglive.com. And if you want to join the community for industrial marketers, DM me, and we will get you hooked up to our Slack community. So you can be hanging out with industrial marketers every single day of the business week and maybe on the weekends too, if you want. <laughs> okay. That's all I have. Um, we will catch you on the next one. See ya.